Welcome to the Mammoth Games Cast for the week of February 18th. I am one of your hosts, Night Swarm, and with me, as always, Filter Cord. How's it going? It's, uh, not, well, okay, it's, it's medium okay. Um, fighting off a cold, so don't mind the, like, cough and all Yeah, I got stuff. all I the way down to, like, 62 down there, huh? Poor thing. No, no, <laughs> um, uh, someone that I live with got very sick, and I avoided it That's for about a- three weeks. Yeah. And uh, she went to the doctor, and they're like, "You have pneumonia," and I was like, "Jesus, I don't believe that." But I'm not a doctor <laughs> yeah. because I've had pneumonia twice, and that shit fucking killed me. I couldn't keep anything mm-hmm. down. Like, well, yeah, I mean, you guys need more essential oils. Obviously, it's the only way to deal with it. It's the only way. That's all I've heard of. But, I, I, yeah. So I, I think I think she just had a like maybe like bronchitis or something. Yeah. Some kind and, of liquid in the lungs, but not to, like, a fatal level. Yeah, not to, like... Because she's up and about. Like, right now she's right. out at a farmer's market. And I'm like... Oh, I, dude, I hope she just sneezes on everything there. I remember when fuck up I there. had when I had uh, pneumonia, yeah. and I just wanted to die. Uh, I did not want to live any longer. <laughs> Seriously. It was, it was pretty rough. Yeah. So what's been going on? What have, you been um, what have you been doing? Yeah, so I, I've been playing a couple things, but I want to start out just kind of doing a shout out for somebody that really doesn't need my help that's doing fine on their own. Okay. Um, uh, the Umbrella Academy on Netflix is like a, I don't know, 10, 12 episode um, show based on Gerard Way's comic, like the front man from My Chemical Romance. Yeah, yeah. Um, the comics were, were uh, I don't know, like really well received. They won an Eisner Award, I think, on the first one. Um yeah. And this Netflix series has been brewing for a little while, and the, the cast is absolutely amazing. Every character, like, blows it out of the water. Uh, Ellen Page is one of the characters. Um, if you saw Misfits, uh, Bobby mm-hmm. uh, uh, Robert Sheehan, which was, like, one of the main guys in the first crew of Misfits, is on it. A lot of the characters have played superheroes before. Okay. Or have been on other comic book shows. Mm-hmm. Um, which is really... Like, that's kind of what they were going for, because the idea is, like, these kids were known to be superheroes, and, um, so, like, when you're watching as a viewer, you can see and kind of remember, oh, wait a minute, what, wasn't this person, like, didn't this person, like, phase through walls, and this one shot lasers, and, you know what I mean, like, you're supposed to kind of still have that idea, so, um, it's really good, I mean, the comics are amazing, I would say the comics are better than the show. But the show is still extremely well done. Um, I've, I've also been watching, uh, I, since we're talking about what we've been watching, mm-hmm. uh, I've been watching a bit of Deadly Class. That's been pretty good. Yeah, yeah, um, I heard about also that. Also based on a comic. And it's, um, yeah, it seems like it has a similar vibe. Like, that thing is kind of coming around, you know? Mm-hmm. Where it's yeah, like, the kind here's of an the, institution. Yeah, the more serious, yeah. like, comic book movie that's not like it's not just grimdark like uh you know early 2000s like batman and shit but it's right, like right. it's just kind of like this is the shit side of being a superhero yeah, yeah. uh th- this one th- this show is um more in line with um setting up professional killers mm-hmm. and there's a school for it i like that and it's really good like some of these kids have you know th- they've all been picked for a reason mm-hmm but they haven't um some of them may not have killed before even though they like say that they have 
Like mm-hmm. one, like one of the kids has all this street cred for killing people. He was just in the wrong place at the wrong time, or the right place at the right time, depending on yeah. how you want to look at it. Right. Um. And yeah, he's more of a pacifist rather than a killer, even though he pacifist, has all this <laughs> pacifist yeah. through that ass. He he always fails, and that's the funny. school has the, you know the school always has. It's set in the eighties, so that's a really cool like, yes. point for me that it's like everything's a little bit more like pre-grunge mm-hmm. so it has a bit more punk rock you know a bit more um you know just the vibe from that era you know hippies are still kind of a thing um so you know that, that that's pretty cool and it's all kind of separated so yeah i think between these two shows i didn't really know too much about um umbrella, the, uh, yeah. umbrella academy but that's something that i want to I want to check out. Yeah, it's good. And it's nice and short. They're probably not going to get too much other, uh, you know, they're probably not going to have a bunch of other shows or anything. I, I can't see more than maybe like three seasons. But, uh, you know, nice, cool little thing to kind of dip your toes into and just check it out. Um, yeah. But yeah, other than that, uh, I've been doing a little bit more uh, diversity of gaming this week. Um, of course, I've been playing Civilization VI, uh, the Gathering Storm expansion. I have, like, a, a Maori civilization that's about to, like, have a culture victory and take over the world, which is pretty weird. And, uh, yeah, go ahead and nice. just skip through this video. Um, yeah, but, uh, yeah, it was, uh, it's, it's been really good. Um, I like the, I think the pace of the natural disasters that happen in game are good. Have you um, encountered anything? Oh, yeah. Like, I, so I set up, um, I... The Maori are unique that they their first settler starts in the water, and oh, you okay. have to go like find a continent to settle on. And the first continent I landed on, I explored it for like a second, like you know, two turns, and it was like, oh shit, this is not going to work because there's like a ton of city states. There's not a good place to plop down a whole empire. So yeah, I, I had to like rush over to the water and take back off again and go find a new continent. And I found this kind of like medium-sized continent that I was able to fit three massive cities on. Mm-hmm. And then I went and I, I set up little, um, you know, I'm kind of just dropping like one or two cities on each main continent just so I can have a foothold there. And I'm just culture bombing the shit out of these enemies. Because I'm like, I'm dropping a new um, like world wonder every like ten turns. <laughs> Damn. Um and I, I, I've never had a culture victory before because usually, like every a lot of other things are just a lot easier. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, but I, one of my cities is right in a floodplain, so it floods like every twenty or thirty turns. Um, but I built up all this stuff to like absorb the flooding. So, like, you can build a bathhouse, and a bathhouse will mitigate one level of flood or whatever. And then, um, okay. so like on a very like small, not very serious flood, it'll just be like a level one. So if you have something that can absorb that, then that one will handle it. Then I have an nice. aqueduct next to it. An aqueduct ex- uh, lowers the level by one. And then I have, I forget, I, I built something else. Maybe it was like the, uh, I think it was the hanging gardens. Um, and that, ex- that reduces the level by one. So it would have to be like a once in a lifetime level of flood, you know, so... I haven't had one of those yet, and even when I do, um, it'll basically just help fertilize my area, so I'm not really worried about it. Cool. 
But yeah, I've uh, seen like a hurricane. I've seen. Uh, I have not seen the tides move yet because we basically just invented gunpowder in my game. Uh, um, okay. But uh, I've seen everything else. I saw a devastating um, volcano eruption right in the heart of my main enemy's empire, which was very oh, good. I, that's cool. I definitely felt that one because like a volcano will go off, and it's sometimes just not a big deal. And sometimes it's like, you know, the tiles that are all immediately adjacent to it will take some damage if you have something there. Um, sometimes it'll, like, make a new tile if it, like, hits water. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But this devastating one just fucked, like, three of this dude's cities. Because he had, like, built his empire around the um, volcano because well, it's... Yep. Yeah, the area around it is, like, really fertile. Yeah. So it's a really good spot for farms. But then when this thing decides to go, it just fucks shit up. So... I mean, what does that do? Does that it just wipes everything out that that place? Ever yeah, had? any any improvements that they had and the surrounding. So it was all of the adjacent tiles plus all the adjacent tiles to that. It just destroyed the improvements that were on it, and then the tiles around that um, were put into a damaged state, so they could be repaired without losing a builder. But like, it was still bad. So it was yeah. it was while I was at war with them too. So I was like, God is not on your side, bitch. Yeah, you were not meant to win this. Yeah, so it was very good. I mean, like, you know, it's it's recoverable. It, like, at the point of the game that it happened, it was like the middle of the medieval era. So it's something that can be recovered from, but mm-hmm. it's just, like, devastating when one of those goes off. It just completely yeah. changes your strategy for the next, you know, 20, 30 turns. You know now yeah. the fucking hurricane's going to roll through your area just gonna wreck yeah i'm, wreck I'm like in the shit. i'm at the end of i'm like kind of in the, i guess in the middle of the renaissance era now mm-hmm. so after that i mean pretty soon we're gonna start like fucking with the climate and then there's gonna be some cool shit going on so wild cool man assuming i don't win a culture victory first <laughs> yeah because that'll end the game immediately but we'll have to see how it goes because these guys really do not want to work with me <laughs> fuck them yeah it's it's a uh, norway i think so Norway's my main enemy and I'm allied with the other Civ that is nearby and then of course I've been continuing up uh, I haven't been playing anywhere near as much as I was playing like Dragon Age because I just was cranking through that bitch but um, I've been continuing to play um, Kingdom Hearts 3 Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and it's like uh, so I did the uh, so you, you beat the first world it starts you out in Olympia or whatever um, Twilight Town is not really like a real world. You just kind of check it out quickly. Yeah, yeah. There's on. a lot, a lot of stuff there, but it's not like you have a goal. I feel like it opens up later. Out. I feel like it, yeah, like maybe. Twilight Town, is something to come back to like every three or four worlds just to see what's happened. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I beat uh, uh, Toy Story World and Tangled World. So now I'm moving on. I forget what the other one is, but I'm moving on to the one after that. Um, okay yeah that's yeah. not frozen yeah um uh, so that's cool yeah i'm i'm at that as well i ended up flying around the um mm-hmm. like the space for the second like galaxy i guess i don't know yeah and did um, you did you fight that I, fortress boss yes that's what i'm doing right now i ran into um i ran into tangled or not mm-hmm. tangled um frozen um and then i just u-turned <laughs> Mm-hmm. And decided to go check out what was going on the other way. What What is the other one? I can't remember. Uh, monsters. Monsters. That's right. That's right. So yeah. you know, I'm I'm 
part of the way into that. Um, mm-hmm. And it's been fun. I'm still using the same Keyblade because I kind of overpowered the Deputy Keyblade from Toy Story. Yep. Well, the Deputy Keyblade's dope anyways because it has that double uh, version of the upgrade one. Yeah. Um, it's a it's a powerful weapon. I'm still using the Shooting Star as my other backup. I never switched to my backup. I think mine is... It might be the Shooting Star. Yeah, the Shooting Star turns into like the guns, which is really cool because it hits yeah. like a ton of targets and shit. Yep. Um, I've also been really hard up on getting the Mickey uh, photos. Yeah. Um, I've just started the Monsters World. I think I've only found two, and I know I already missed one, so I have to go back, of course, and figure yeah. that out. But I usually well, wait until the end, and then... Yeah, they're smart that they, they really don't lock them off, ever. Hmm. So, I'm really glad about that, because that would be fucked up if, like, oh, you have to do it in this point in the mission. And if yeah. you don't do it, you miss it forever, and you have to restart your fucking game. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm yeah. very grateful for that. Um, I've got all of the Mickey ears for everywhere else. Um, missing a few little pieces of uh, loot, I guess, across hmm. the levels. I, I guess I haven't found all of them. Yeah. Um, so that's something I'm gonna have to probably go back and do anyway. But huh. yeah, it's been it's been good. I still have uh, complaints, a few complaints that have like yeah. furthered aside from what, um, uh, you know, aside from my standard complaint is uh, you know the complaint of um, the cutscenes is like the fact that you have. You have all of these tools at your disposal. The combat feels great. The mm-hmm. Keyblade, the, you know, all that. It, it all feels really good. Um, yeah. But, the, like, the way that they force these Disney attractions down your throat mm-hmm. is really annoying. In one fight, I can get two or three different Disney oh, yeah. attractions. And it's like, yeah. that's not fun. Well, what's really bad is when you get the same one like three or four times yeah and they're not even always useful like i've gotten the splash run against enemies that are immune to water damage yep and i'm like really why is it doing this or like the pirate ship against enemies that are immune to water damage like the this ain't working yeah yeah so i mean that that's a pretty big problem i was hoping the like story stuff Mm-hmm. would slow down like 15 minutes of cutscene I was no. hoping that would slow down that has yet to slow down I think um, the Tangled World did a particularly good job of the ones I've seen because the characters that are in that world are so high energy mm-hmm. um, like uh, you know like uh, I, I mean Rapunzel specifically like the other guy is pretty boring when he's on screen because it's like not Zachary Levi Mm-hmm. At least I don't think it is. I, it might be his voice, but it doesn't sound like him. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, she does a great job. I mean, she's like her character's constantly like running around and like fucking around and doing weird shit. Um, yeah. It's, yeah. I mean, it just, she, she was it, I, like I really liked her character. Yeah. And I liked. Um, like I, I, I had a good time going through that going through that world. I mean, mm-hmm. there was a lot of green though. There was a lot of like forest. Yep. And it was. That Some of it was, like, designed to make you feel like you were lost, which is not good. <laughs> yeah. Like, especially one part of it, the, like, swamp or whatever. Yeah. 
Yeah. But, you know, aside from that, I, I like I said, I really like the combat that's, um, that's continued. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, Grim said, weird, I thought you picked the um, Disney rides in Kingdom Hearts. They, no, like, ran- it, it drops they based on the combat. Yeah, it's, it's semi-randomized. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's kind of weird. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not exactly sure how that works out. Like, basically, but... an enemy in the map will, like, something will pop up on that enemy that says, hey, if you hit this guy, it'll trigger your ability to use some special power. And then you go hit him, and then it says, oh, hey, since you hit this guy, you can use... Yeah, uh, he's fire, so you whatever. can use splash... Right. Splash run or whatever. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I guess it's not random. It, it depends on the enemy. But it is random on what enemy gets selected. Right. So, and when and why. Yeah, it's, so. it's like, that's the weakest part. Like, and, like, you need, you need to use them to, like, sometimes finish combat to be able to well, do, not, like, your maximum yeah. amount of damage. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, that's, you know, I guess that's the other thing that's like, damn it. Like, yeah. I don't need that. Yeah, um, there's, and there's certain things that, I mean, like, their tutorial system is really bad in general which is not that's not new for square enix games at all right right how they just do how they just kind of toss you yeah they'll they'll like pop up a screen that's like hey if you press x it'll attack yeah and you're like okay and then they put you against an enemy that you can only kill with magic it's like what the fuck yeah (laughs) Yeah, magic a lot magic hasn't been that useful for me be no, other than like, um, and the like, I'm not going to spoil or anything, but the boss in the Tangled World, you can like pop off a fire from a good distance, and it does quite a bit of damage. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, it's it's like very particular enemies, right? Um, it'll be like, oh, I'll just I'll pop a lightning spell and hit him and his cousin, and then I'll come in and kill him. But yeah, oh. overall, I really just use magic to heal. It's I really don't do anything else. Yep, like I, I just got the second version of one of the spells mm-hmm. and i've used it like one time just to yeah. yep you know um <clears throat> but yeah uh i mean overall overall i, I i'm still really into it of course it's mm-hmm. not um it, it's like not game breaking or anything like that it's still really fun but i do feel that they're um like they, I'm not sure because I was younger when I played Kingdom Hearts and mm-hmm. Kingdom Hearts Two, but it's like, was the like story always this like corny? Yeah, it was incredible. Like it just feels incredibly forced. Well, part of the thing too is like this game has been particularly worse because the other games typically would just ignore that any of the other games existed. Right. So, like, they, each game kind of had its own part of the story that it was really going after. And then, I don't know, it's, you know, it would be like, in this game, if you have followed the story stuff, then you know what's going on. And it'll be like, wait a minute, we have to get Roxas to find a ghost to get a Heartless? Wait, what's a nobody? And it's like, dude, I've been playing these games for 20 years. <laughs> and, then, and then, like, Sora will be like, well, I like my friends. And he'll say that to, like, end an argument. Like, a guy will be like, hey, man, we, we have a new plot. You don't know what we're doing right now. We're doing some weird, sketchy shit. And he's like, 
I love people. It's yeah. Like, and, and and it's the, so even like, the enemy, the enemy will even be like, uh, okay. <laughs> and then move on. Like, it's weird. Even the characters don't know what's going on. Very weird. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I wish that felt I mean, I, I wonder if there's like, I wonder if to an extent there is a kind of in joke going on where like the designers are saying like, even like, this is so like obtuse and weird and specific that we are kind of like making a joke about it like the characters in this world don't understand why Sora and Donald and Goofy are there and they think they're weird and like they just like act like everything's normal even though there's all this weird shit going on it kind of seems like that but then at the same time it's like if this is like a joke if you're being sarcastic or something it's not working and like yeah I feel like somebody would notice if it was not working that badly because like again if you look at the art if you look at how most of the gameplay works it's really really good so these are really talented smart people and it's like why didn't you know some dude be like hey boss this isn't working you know right like i think we need to drop some of the humor it ain't working yeah like uh, i do think it's weird that they saw this game um, from beginning to end, and they got to the end, and nobody went, man, that's really weird. Like, it sounds weird the way that Sora talks to people. Yeah. Nobody said that. Yeah. Like, uh, like Sora's... Okay, dude, we have, like, some top-tier voice talent on this shit, and we're paying a lot of money to get fat-ass fucking Haley Joel Osment in to record this shit and get his beard out of the way. Yeah. Like, maybe we should have him say, like, some useful lines. And they're like, no. Just have him say the same shit he's been saying since Kingdom Hearts 1 came out Let's in just fucking reuse. 2002. Let's yeah. just reuse it. It's really weird. But it's not reused. Everybody had nope. to redo shit. Because <laughs> if they wanted to, they could have just gotten audio that's ripped straight out of movies and shit. And they didn't. Yeah. I was and it makes it to, weird. <laughs> I was trying to make like certain that that was true. Yeah. And... Like I would, like in the monsters, uh, monsters universe. I was like listening really hard, and I was like, "Is this? No, no, this is this is all new stuff." Mm. And that's not John Goodman. God damn it! Yeah, I know it's weird. It's really weird. Um, but I, I mean, you know, for what it is, for the amount of time I waited, like the game's cool. I like a lot of what they did. It's just like. It's one of those things, like, it can never live up to what I want. Right? Right, 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 right. Like, so I, you, like sometimes you just have to understand that and move on and just see it for what it is. And I've been yeah. talking about this, too, because I've, you know, I've had a guest recently, and we were kind of talking about different movies and games and stuff. And it's like, we were talking about Anthem and um, Mass Effect Andromeda. And it's like, okay, the, the stuff that worked in Mass Effect Andromeda, they just cut that right out and put it into Anthem. And it's very clear that they did that, right? Yeah. And I, I said, you know, Mass Effect Andromeda was a good game and a it bad Mass Effect game. Like, it's not good because you're comparing it to Mass Effect, which you should because it is. Right. But, like, you know, it doesn't work because it is Mass Effect. If this game was just called Andromeda and some small, you know, it was like a studio that you hadn't heard about or something, like, you would think it's amazing. But, you know, like, like think about when uh, Technomancer came out. People were shocked that a small studio was able to make such a good sci-fi game as Technomancer. And Technomancer is not AAA. Like, no. it's a whole different 
you know, playing field that they're working on, basically. And they did a really good job with what they had. So it, Andromeda should be seen like that, but it's just not because it has that Mass Effect name on it. Yeah. Very or true. like, you know, several like offshoots um, Star Wars movies. Like Solo would be amazing if it was a TV show, but people didn't like it because they wanted a really deep movie or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, so I, I mean, I get it in one respect. Like I definitely understand when something doesn't live up to what you want and you've waited fucking 15 years for it. Mm-hmm. But in the, in another respect, I don't like people don't really judge things fairly because of the title that's written on it or whatever. You know what I mean? For sure. Yeah. That happens. I think more often than that. That's why it's kind of dangerous. Like, do we want to make another game in that universe? Mm-hmm. Or should we leave that alone and go work on something else? Take the ideas we were going to apply to, you know, this right. new game and then... Sometimes you get really, really good shit out of that by taking that risk. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then sometimes you fuck up. <laughs> you know? I, so, I, think I, it's, know. I think it's worth the risk, though, personally. Well, I mean, it's look like, at take some... that shot. Uh, and stop yeah. trying to capitalize on the same shit that you've been capitalizing on for... Yeah. You know, years. I mean, how long have we been... Look at uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. They did an amazing job. Yep. Of like, hey, you know, we're doing something new. We could have... This could have been a Killzone game. Could have been. But instead, we want to do something new. We want to use a new name, new title, new ideas. Let's do it. Let's see what happens. You know? Yeah. So. Worked out. Yeah. We'll have to see. I mean, I, I really... I think this needs to be the end of Kingdom Hearts. Because they've said, like, oh, well, you know, this is the end of the Xehanort saga, but we might do more Kingdom Hearts in the future. And I'm like, I don't think Kingdom Hearts works anymore. Like, I I think that Kingdom Hearts was something of a certain era. And I think that it, like, it it needs to go. Like, you know, I don't want to be playing fucking donkey kong 64 anymore because that's over i kind of do want to play donkey kong 64 well donkey kong country uh fucking tropical paradise is out bitch go buy it see it's not the same but you know what i'm saying like certain things end and i think we should just move on right like it's fine and you can always go back and play those and somebody will make a you know at some point soon people are going to start making like the retro callbacks that instead of being a 2d uh, metroidvania platformer it will be a um you know like spyro or crash bandicoot or banjo kazooie style game that's yeah. coming so yeah. you know we just have to like you know that'll always come back around but i think that kingdom hearts by square enix and disney has just ended i think that era is just over yeah i mean this it, it's good they, it just feels weird they could definitely never get away with releasing something like this again. Because, I mean, honestly, it still feels like a PS2 game. Well, what year? It would be fucking like 2186 when we. Exactly. Get the next one, anyway, so it doesn't matter. Right. Cool. All right. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, for me as well, uh, I, I've been pushing a little bit through Resident Evil 2. I haven't been streaming it, but mm. um, I've been playing a bit more of it. Um, I've got down to uh, the nest, um, done a nice rescue mission, um, played as another character, and have done you know quite a few things. It's been um, it's been good. Good. It's continued to um, deliver. I don't. Mm. I haven't felt there was 
you know, something that's like, oh man, this feels out of place. Yeah. Um, it it yeah, it's all been fun. Um, and yeah, I mean, I've had a few people ask me, you know, it, I, I've never really played it. Is it worth it? Mm. Sure, I think so. Mm-hmm. I yeah, my coworker has been super into um, Resident Evil Two. He's been playing it a lot. Yeah, the only thing that's just kind of annoying, and you know, on the live stream right now, we're I'm dealing with it in my stream. Um, uh-huh. It's like these zombies, even on normal mode, uh-huh. are fucking crazy. They don't like. They, they just don't, will not die. They will not die. They will have no arms and no legs, and they will keep coming. And you'll walk by them, and they'll lunge forward and bite your leg or something. And it's like that is unnecessary. Come on, like and like I'm watching you moving. when you like uh, you do like a brutal prison shanking on this one zombie that like in real life you would just be totally fucked if this happened to you. Yeah, and the zombie's like fine. You like shank him in the back of the throat like thirty times. <laughs> yeah and he's just fine it's really and I weird. left there with three fucking bullets yeah it's, it's like, like I can't walk down this fucking hallway it's because ter- all these dudes are just chewing on my ankles yeah I'm like this this is terrible and I'm, I, I, you keep and I keep having the issue of um, like I want to keep progressing mm. but I know there's stuff that I missed yeah and that's tough on games like these where every item matters yeah, so it's like, I'm not sure if I'm ever going to get back to the police station. And if I don't, I know I missed out on an entire, um, a few, you know, items, an entire room that was locked off. Mm. And um, I think potentially two weapons Damn. that were just kind of placed, you know, a little bit out of the way. So I, I, I think that's the, you know, that's the point, you know. You, you miss this stuff and you question and then in the, your next playthrough now you know your okay. next playthrough will be a couple hours long it'll be you yeah know, three hours long maybe hmm. so um still great though I, I i recommend it they've just released the dlc has come out uh for the gun shop owner the mayor's daughter yeah and, um the, the last survivor he's a mm-hmm. agent nice Umbrella Academy. Forward, uh, moving forward, we'll have more. You know, we'll have more DLC or whatever. That's really cool. Yeah. Um, Especially from a company that was not necessarily good at DLCs in the past. Yeah. Their DLCs early on were um, just full games that were terrible. Yeah. <laughs> like, I remember Resident Evil Survivor. It was. Not They've bad. actually kind of stuck to that. I mean, these DLCs are like standalone little stories, right? Uh, yeah, it's in the same... It's it's happening in the same time you're playing, but it's like, what happened to this person? What what happened to the gun shop owner? You run into the gun shop owner. What happens uh-huh. to him before and after? Uh-huh. During his time stuck in Raccoon City during the... Um, and you know, going through, it's gonna be rough for these characters. Uh-huh. Um, but, like, I have no idea about the mayor's daughter... Don't really know too much. I've seen a lot of Dead Umbrella guys. Uh-huh. Um, I know he's not Hunk. So. Hunka, Hunka. kind of makes you go, well, 
uh, Hunk's like the only survivor, so hmm. you're not gonna make it, my friend. Um, and then of course she met the gun shop owner. Yeah. But yeah, that interesting. <clears throat> that one's been pretty good, and then um, of course been playing Apex, kind of just like a couple matches after work here and there. Um, mm-hmm. With you know whoever happens to be around. It's uh yeah. you know it's it's still been fun they've been uh like everything's be you know started to become more stable mm-hmm. so that's good um and you know you start to hear like other little rumors and stuff about like what's coming up what's to be expected um yeah. they've already started like the upkeep for Valentine's Day they did a uh, a badge that I guess you could only get during Valentine's Day mm-hmm. of reviving someone. And if you okay. revive them, you get a badge. You can you know throw it on your profile, and then after that, I guess it's gone. Um, yeah, probably until next Valentine's Day. Yeah. Yeah, and they've also I think they also did a weapon skin. I think that one was like purchasable though. Mm-hmm. Or if you That's had cool. enough like credits or whatever in your right right thing. Um, you know, just like Fortnite. So mm-hmm. it's shaping up. They're giving us kind of you know a what to expect. Yeah, like with a uh, like forward. events and shit. Yeah. Um, I don't know where it came from, but it's cool. someone mentioned putting um, Chappie in the game. Yep, and apparently that uh, it looks like it's going to happen because um, Neil Blomkamp's into it. Yeah. And the developers are into it, so there's nobody really saying no yet. Yeah, so we'll see what uh, we'll see what happens. Hell yeah! I was playing into that. I was Chappie with, was great. Um, in the in this um, video, I was playing with. Uh, pasty pasta man and grim and pasty came around the corner and uh startled me and i shot him in the face got him was there friendly fire no lucky but it was just like it was just very lucky yeah good stuff but uh yeah that's basically what we've been into and what's going on um yeah well gaming for me slowed down a little bit since you know i'm still kind of getting used to uh like my new job and everything so it'll pick back up here after i um get into a like a standard routine Mm -hmm. um but yeah with that when we jump into the games releasing if you guys the game game releasing excuse me if you guys get the chance head over to facebook.com backslash mammoth games inc check out all the stuff we talk about here and more over there we appreciate talking with you guys on the daily as well follow us on twitter at Mammoth Games Inc. So you know we go live and do junk just like this. Um, sometimes you also get freebies on either of those places. So that's yeah. uh, that's good. Um, and uh, yeah, yeah. Why, why don't we just jump into? Uh, why don't we just go ahead and jump into Anthem? Sure. The only um, thing so yeah, I mean, what is there to say? We've been talking about Anthem for ooh, like two, three weeks now. Yeah. Uh, straight. Um, yep. Yeah, I mean, it, it's looking really good. We speaking of Neil Blomkamp, Neil. he actually yeah. made a uh, live action. I guess uh, live action. That's debatable. Uh, it's the something. amount of CG in this is, you know, pretty high. Yeah, extremely high. But uh, yeah, kind of a cool video. Um, I, I don't know. Is I mean, from what I've heard, uh, you know, like the EA Premier Origin Access Master Platinum subscribers have been playing early yeah um that of course includes a lot of reviewers 
So a lot of reviewers have been saying that, um, you know, the the game is better than what they played in the demo. That's promising. That's good. Um, it seems like they're going to be adding, um, I, I guess their like post game story content is going to be starting in like early March. So I guess they're going to be rolling out like acts of stories every couple months. Interesting. Um, and you know they've really been saying, "Hey guys, we're really working hard on the like post game, and we want everybody to know that this is going to be like a long term game. We're not just going to put this out and walk away and start working on Dragon Age or whatever." Like, um, so they've been they've been really doubling down on like kind of proving that, I guess. Um, a lot of balance changes. You can run in the in the city now. Um, Finally. Yeah, I'm excited. I, I'm going to get it a couple days early for the pre order, but I'm not getting it the maximum amount early for the whatever. So yeah, so you're saying the if you pre order it, you get it the twentieth. I think something like that. I mean, my uh, my either way, I know that pre orders were supposed to get it early, mm-hmm. but my fucking download on PlayStation says it's not available for me. So I don't know. Interesting. And yeah, I don't yeah. know if I'm supposed to be playing the actual game download or if I'm supposed to be playing the demo download still. Because those are different. Yeah. So, like, I'm, that might be it. There might be a third download that I'm supposed to be on that's, like, Anthem Early Access that I just don't know about. I have no idea. That they've been know. they've been relatively bad at talking about that. That's a publisher issue. Yeah, why they wouldn't just give you the full download and be like, go ahead. Why isn't it all just... Uh, so, to play the demo, why wouldn't you just download the core game? Right, exactly. I mean, the, the um, Early Access stuff... Or, not Early Access, the demo stuff. That was obviously right. the full game. That was a huge yeah. fucking download. Yeah. So, I mean, unless this game's going to be like 150 or 200 gigs. And even if it's not, you can still lock shit off and make the download smaller now and then add more later. It's, uh, I mean, right, right, right. You know. So, it's yeah, it's kind of weird. I mean, the uh, all the publisher stuff around Anthem has been looking bad. Yeah. Which is not surprising. Not surprising. we're talking about. And we'll yeah. have a new story about bad publishers. <laughs> yeah, so, of course. Uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, Anthem is our only uh, big release. Although I'm sure that you know, there's there's probably something coming out that we don't know about. Um, in fact, let me dig in and see if there's anything like any game expansions or DLCs or anything coming out. But uh, yeah, I, we I do was... actually have something that we missed due to a Nintendo Direct sneaky releasing it. Yeah, yeah, it was something that we couldn't get away with. Um, like we couldn't share it because it like happened in between. Right. Um, but if you uh, load up your Switch right now, head over to the store, you can pick up Tetris 99 for free. Hell um, yeah. Crazy. I don't even understand how this is possible. I don't understand how it's as successful as it has been. Mm. Uh, but everyone I've talked to loves the idea of a Tetris Battle Royale game. And That's awesome. They've been just loving it. So you have your Tetris block in the middle that, you know, you, like how you play. Um mm. And you have uh, everyone else who's playing on the left and right of your screen. Mm-hmm. And when you eliminate a block, you send an attack to someone else. Yeah. And it drops, like, permanent blocks that you can't get rid of. Um, well, I mean, you can get rid of, but, you know, it's like they're dropping stuff on you, you're dropping stuff on them. It throws a, uh, uh, you know, a wrench in the gears and... It kind of fucks you up a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to download this later today and probably check it out tonight. 
okay. just to see what it's uh, all about. I, I've never been a big Tetris fan, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of slow at it. It's just yeah, never been my game. Um, yeah. But uh, I'll check it out. Um, sure. I, I'm pretty sure Ashley's going to be really into this. She's a big mm. Tetris fan. Um, so <laughs> we'll, we'll see what's up. Uh, That's cool. I'll talk a bit more about it probably next week if I have anything really interesting to report. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, with that, uh, when we, we don't have any alpha beta demo stuff, we did mention last week that um, you can now play as Geralt in uh, Monster Hunter, and you can also yeah. play as... Um, or you can also check out the Devil May Cry demo across the board. Okay, cool. So go check that out. Um, if you have the time, we do have some stuff coming up, but if you're not like me and mm. you know aren't full up on things to play, um, go check that out. Yeah. All right. All right. Um, yes, yeah, so we've got a lot of... Um, Kind of, I mean, there's like the big news story of both Activision and uh, Nintendo's Direct, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and we've got some kind of smaller little teases because just because of the quantity of games coming out right now, and I guess the scale. So like, it's not just a lot of games coming out, but a lot of really like AAA, like big budge. Um, you know, you're going to be playing this for a hundred years style games coming out. Right. So there's not been as much music or uh, news, and damn, there hasn't been as much music either. Damn, mm-hmm. I'm talking about my own life there. I got a little too deep. So uh, <laughs> we're going to start real. out. Uh, yeah, go ahead and take us off with this thing that neither one of us knew about. I had no idea about it. I saw <laughs> it in passing. But apparently, Razer, the company that creates um, probably your mouse and keyboard. Uh, yeah, um, controllers. Controllers. Gaming laptops. All that jazz. Um, they, uh, they had a store, and mm. apparently the store is now closing. Bye. Um, as of February 28th, um, we regret to announce that Razer Game Store, uh, GameStore.Razer.com will cease operations February 28th, 2019 um, at like 1am, I guess. Um, Pacific Time is part of the company's realignment plans. It's been a privilege for us to recommend and deliver great digital games to you. We have uh, been extremely fortunate to have you as part of our awesome community. Thank you for your support and making all this possible. We'll be investing in other ways to deliver great content and introduce new mm-hmm. gaming promotions through Razer Gold, our virtual credit system. Um, so a lot of the frequent asked questions, uh, you know, aside from when is it closing, is like, um, what, the what fuck happens was to the games that I purchase? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Can I still get games from Razer? What happens to the games I've pre-ordered? Mm. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's some questions. Yeah. And it isn't the first one we've seen this happen with, you know? Yeah, it's kind of funny. I mean, as we see like you know, Epic Games try to step up and you know introduce that new, um, the new market, I guess. Mm-hmm. We also see stuff like this where somebody that had tried to compete a long time ago is like. Oh, this just—it's not going to happen. Like, let's just yeah. give it up. This ain't working. It's pretty likely that um, the Epic Game Store was the nail in the coffin. Yeah, probably um, they were like these guys. they had seen that. Okay, maybe they were making a little bit of money or whatever, but you know, it was taking a lot of time to, um, you know, do their work in between to like keep up with what they were doing. You right. know, like all the support work and everything that it takes, and then eventually they were just like, oh, okay, like this is not going to happen. Like, 
Epic is out now. Epic's just whipping our ass, doing the same idea. Like, yeah, I mean, thinking about that, work. thinking about that concept. I mean, it's like it's kind of how Disney, you know, thought about them themselves in the video game mm-hmm. genre. Yeah, they're just like we're just getting our ass whipped. We don't know what we're doing. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm not saying that Razor doesn't know what they're doing, but I am saying they were looking at Steam, going, "Fuck, how can we beat these guys?" And then this other big dick comes out and is fucking the guys over fucking them. Yeah. So here we are. Yep. It always comes back to this. Always comes back. So. All right. Yeah. So, um, look around if there is, um, you know, if this is something that you're into or whatever. I think it was in beta. I don't even think it was, like, fully launched or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, so if this is something that you were into and you were checking out, I imagine you'll still have access to it. I imagine you'll have access to everything that you bought here just over on Steam. It looks yeah. like they were pretty heavily partnered with, um, you know, the various different, like, companies that, where, like, where you can host your game through. Um, so mm-hmm. I, see, I see, like, Uplay logos. I see Steam logos. Um, so I, I, you won't lose anything, which is good. Yeah. And they'll probably honor everything, I imagine. For sure. Cool. Why don't we talk about the uh, uh, elephant in the room, I guess. Yeah, there was uh, quite a bit of news around uh, the February 13th, kind of, I, I guess, 5 p.m. Eastern um, Nintendo Direct. Yeah. Yep. So, um, I guess, uh, how do you want to do this? Like, we'll just kind of talk about the big stuff and then point out the things that we're specifically interested in, maybe? Yeah, why don't we just run down the list? And then yeah. come back to the top and talk about things that we're in, we were into. For sure. So, I mean, um, I think they started... These are... They look like this is the order that they were shown off. So, um, Super Mario Maker 2 was announced. And they were showing mm-hmm. off some of the new features for that. Uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3. Is that officially yeah. 3? Or um, is it just me, Mario Ultimate Alliance Switch or whatever? Yeah. Um, I, I think it might just be Switch. Yeah. No, 3. So they, uh, uh, 3. So it, it's going to include um, Captain Marvel, mm-hmm. which, you know, got to get that tie-in for Expected. sure. And it's coming out, uh, quote-unquote, summer of this year. So, whatever that means. Okay. Um, Dragon Quest XI-S is coming to the Switch this fall. Dragon Quest Builders is coming out in July for the Switch. Uh, Dragon Quest Builders 2, specifically. Right. Um there is going to be free and paid DLC on Captain Toad Treasure Tracker. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, Oninaki is coming from Square Enix, which is, um, I guess it's like a, it's from the team that made Lost Sphere and I Am Setsuna. Okay. Uh, you know, action RPG, that kind of chibi-ish style, they're really gorgeous backgrounds again. Um, Rune Factory 4 is getting a remaster for Switch coming soon. And they are working on Rune Factory 5. It's kind of like a Harvest Moon mixed with Zelda-ish thing, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and Rune Factory looked like it had died. The Rune Factory 4 last came out in uh, 2013. So, uh, you know, not only is the series not dead, but the new one's already in works. Um, Damon X Machina, that was the, like, mecha game. Right. Um, that's yep. coming this summer, and the demo is already available. So if you want to kind of test that out, I know it has create a character in it. I've seen so, a lot of people posting their like anime weeb ass characters. Grim. Uh, so Grim. we did. Um, 
So we did have a demo. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah, that's I mean, true. like it's it's not necessarily what we were thinking it was going to be. I guess is right. I, I don't. I, I think we had a few things that were like demo oriented, trial oriented, mm-hmm. freebies, um, but we didn't throw them in here because there were other articles elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Yep. So you know that's what we got. Um, yeah. And then um, we were on Fire Emblem, right? Yep. Yeah. Uh, Fire Emblem uh, Three Houses will hit on July 26th. Um, Very cool. I haven't really followed this too much. I don't know about you. Yeah, it's... Um, I mean, I knew that it was coming, but it was like, you know, I don't really know what it's going to be included or whatever. Um, so it's just kind of like getting into that school idea, ironically, is what we were just talking about. Yep. Um, there's like three schools or something and it's like they're kind of going for like a um i guess like a game of thrones style like here's the three houses they have their own shit going on they have these old alliances and rivalries and uh you're gonna get your characters to fuck probably because they've been into that in the later uh fire emblems so nice we'll see we'll see more of it on july 26th uh, well, July 26th is the release. We'll probably see more specifics because the fans get really anal about the Fire Emblem games. So, Grim says he would make one, but he doesn't have a Switch. Now you have a reason. Hey, man. It's time to go. I mean, if you didn't already... I mean, if you didn't want to buy a Switch, like, yeah. in May of 2017, then I don't I, I don't know what to sell you, you know? Yeah. I, I cannot... Okay. Let's just... Let's truck through this more. Um, several Final Fantasy games. This was kind of weird because we had already heard about these. Um, mm. From, like, the Square Enix show, right? Right, right. Um, so, Final Fantasy VII is specifically coming to the Switch on March 26th. Chocobo mm. Mystery Dungeon is coming on March 20th. Final Fantasy IX came out on the 13th during the uh, Direct. And mm-hmm, Final mm-hmm. Fantasy uh, 13 or eleven. Uh, no new news, right? I don't think so. Or wait, was 11 already out on Switch? I don't think so. 11 no, 11 is still online. coming, so they didn't say anything. And then for some reason, people there was a rumor that 13 was coming to Switch. Were they going it. back to 11? Are they going to be doing Final Fantasy Online? Uh, sorry, not 11, 12. Okay, 12. So 12 still never came out on the Switch, because I was looking to pick it up, as far as mm-hmm. I know. Unless I missed it. Yeah, I'll have to look into that. I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, I, you know, but, I picked uh, it up on PS4. So. Yeah, so a bunch of Final Fantasy stuff. I would definitely pick up nine. Um, Box Box Boy mm-hmm. and Box Girls coming out on Switch. Um, Looking at that, they're yeah, it's kind of oh. like a weird. Um, it's almost like a Keita Takahashi, the guy that did um, Katamari. It's kind of almost right. like that. Uh, Dead by Daylight, Hellblade, and really weird Unravel Two are all going to come to Switch. Um. That, that's that's pretty crazy. It'll be unravels on March twenty second. It shows um, the power of the system with Hellblade. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. It's I mean crazy Hellblade is a good looking game. People go, oh man, well something like that just couldn't work on the Switch, and it's like uh, mechanically some things wrong. can't work on the Switch. Like like some like, things can. Like it, it like it will work, but you will yeah. not have fun playing it. It just won't be fun. Oh yeah, that's definitely true. Um, but. In this, like, in this case, like, it goes to show that, like, even though it might not need to be done on the Switch, because it might not mm-hmm. be fun to play, it can be done on the Switch. Anything can be done on the Switch properly. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So, yeah. so then they had that, uh, you know, Tetris 99 that we already talked about that was revealed and then released. Um, right there. Yep. They had, uh, they said Delta Rune, the sequel to, uh, well, it's a teaser, but, you know, the teaser sequel to Undertale. Um, yep. That's going to be coming on Switch the, later in this month. Uh, Nintendo and Platinum announced uh, action game Astral Chain. Yes, I, that's one I have a, a video for because I was pretty stoked for that one. I, um, like, I don't know. I saw a bunch of people tweeting and they were like excited about it. And I'm like, uh, well, okay. The thing that stops me immediately is... Well, I think I know what you're going to say. Is just like... It feels cheesy. It feels like it's going to be... Um, oh, for sure. Uh, what's that game? Fist of the North right. Star. Okay. I was going to say Vanquish. It really reminds me of Vanquish. But the world that they've set up looks cool. I can't mm. say anything for the characters or the enemies. Um, combat doesn't look terrible. It mm. looks promising. Um, but I do want to say um, the Ice Climbers have come a long way. Hell yeah. That's funny. <laughs> no, I thought you were going to say... I thought you were going to point out that this is from the uh, combat and gameplay director of Nier Automata. Oh, okay. That's yeah. pretty good. That's great. Yeah. But, yeah, it's about um, 52, the 52 mark, 53 mark, mm-hmm. where they start showing off the city. Yes. Like them walking around. That's very near. And I go, oh, shit. This is like, like, near might not have been, like, I don't know. I guess I haven't, like, given. Well, near was, like, near. a super apocalyptic I didn't cities. give them a fair shake, but yeah. like as you can tell by what tabletop games we're playing, by what you know yep. we're super into, we most of us are really, really into cyberpunk right now. Yeah, it's and just time. It's yeah, it's. I mean, it, it looks it looks great. It looks like something I want to play. Mm. Okay, yeah, I, I know a lot of people have been saying this looks really good. I think I really didn't like the like core gameplay of near okay so this i mean the fact that they're like kind of marketing it on that's that it was near automata's guy kind of actually turns me off rather okay. than it being a selling point but uh, we'll have to see more like it this isn't enough to pull me in just from from what we've seen in the teaser here but they could definitely win me over with a little bit more sure uh, it wouldn't it probably wouldn't take too much but um yeah, there was that. That was a huge announcement. I know, like I said, a lot of people were happy about that. And then the final thing that made everybody shit their pants, but made me in, uh, immeasurably angry, was Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening is being remade. Kind of a, you know, sort of a new art style-ish. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, this was a, what, a regular DS? Original DS game? Something like that? Yeah, something like that. Or it even was... earlier. It was one that I probably only played a little bit of. <laughs> um, yeah. I, didn't, I never really got into playing these the, the huge games. Zeldas. Yeah. yeah, any spinoff games on handheld. Kingdom Hearts. Yes, it doesn't matter how correct. big it was. 1,000% correct. I, like, the, the biggest game I could ever want to play on a portable console is Pokemon, and I want a console Pokemon now. <laughs> right. So, like, I'm over that shit. But I will say... I'm all for them remastering or you know remaking some of these games for the Switch. Like yeah. that's fine for me. Like, oh, you're telling me I can have my cake and eat it too? Okay, exactly, exactly. Um, 
so yeah, the the I w- I'm immeasurably pissed that there was no Animal Crossing. Oh yeah. I mean, they could have said they could have again had like Animal Crossing music in the background and like a letter opens and it says you'll hear more about Animal Crossing in May, and I would have been happy. I mean, you know? that's the least they could have done. Exactly, because they fucking mad teased it twice already. Yeah, considering I'm trying to find the the spot where they did it. Um, I don't think I'm gonna find it. There's something for Starlink for Grim. Um, yeah, Starlink. They're adding in the rest of the Fox team. Like Nintendo is really doubling down on Starlink for some reason. Maybe it did well. It must have. I mean, it must have done better than I think it did. You know. Yeah. Um, well, anyway, they, they talked about, they said, um, by the way, we're not done with Super Smash Brothers just yet. Prepare for, here's an announcement for a game that we're, or for a new character that we're going to announce back in, you know, you know, or coming up. So it was an announcement for an announcement, which was really fun for me. Yes. Um, I, it's just, it's the way Nintendo handles their shit. Yep. That makes me laugh, I think, more than anything. They're just um, rude as hell. For me, I, I, the uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance game, you know? Yeah, that's I'm looking good. So stoked for that. Um, you know, you have all these you have all these different characters. You can it'll be one of the like sure we have like Super Smash and we have all of these competitive games. Mm-hmm. But, but this, this is, is a cooperative, cooperative game. Right. You don't have to talk to people to beat the shit out of them online. Yeah, I like that a lot more. Yeah, so this is gonna. This might be one of the first things that utilizes that Nintendo app on the phone. Hmm. But I don't know why anyone would ever use that. Just use Discord or whatever else you want to use. Mm-hmm. So, Grim over here says there's nothing on the Switch he wants. Wrong. Man, there's some crazy shit out here. I mean, but, the the real secret is not necessarily what is, like, available for the Switch, but what the Switch itself is. That this shit is available for most other things and also Switch, and I just want to have that shit ready to go at all times portable. Right. Oh, here we are. I found it. Um, yeah, the uh, version 3.0 update for, the, for Super Smash. Hmm. But yeah, they've, uh, like, Switch-wise, I think it is important to point out that they um, have, like, all of this stuff readily available, sure. Um, But it's the things that you don't see that are Mm. really, really good. Like, the indie games that you can't get anywhere else. Yep. Oh, it's Snake and Simon Amiibos coming. Right. Pokemon Um, Trainer, Squirtle, Nivysaur. Yep. And we know that the next uh, the next DLC character is going to be Joker from Persona. We knew that, I think, for yeah. a while. Yeah, yep. Um, it was sort of, like, extracted from some data. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, I, you know, I think for anybody other than me in the world, this is probably a really good Nintendo Direct, and I'm just livid that I don't see what my fucking Animal Crossing is going to be. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's something that, like, anyone who watches our show, I feel like... And, you know, they're into the Switch. They're mm. probably in the same boat. Just because mm. we talk about Animal Crossing so much. And we're like, why the fuck? Like, have yeah, I've overhyped everybody on it at this point. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, it, you know, that's something. Yeah. Um, I was watching the stuff for uh, uh, Bloodstained. Mm-hmm. 
Not bad. Yeah, yeah, Bloodstained also is coming to the Switch. I mean, there was, like, they, uh, as typical, like, Nintendo fashion, they announced shit so fast that, like, game review sites have a problem, like, connecting everything. Like, covering everything that they mentioned. Because some of this stuff, they'll just breeze by in, like, you know, ten seconds. Yeah, and they're like, really, Here's the like... 40 games coming out on Switch until the end of the month. Yep. It's crazy. For sure. All right. Did you want to go back and talk about any of these then, or? I don't know. I think I think we we covered it. Pretty pointed good. out stuff that was coming up as it was coming up. Um, yeah, I'd say the biggest stuff out of this to me, I would be interested in seeing Rune Factory Five. I don't really want to play Four because it's you know it's meant to be a DS game, so I don't I just don't think it'll work properly. Um, sure. I'm excited for some of the Final Fantasy stuff mm-hmm. and Marvel. Yeah, for for me, it's uh, probably Marvel at the top of that list. Um, yeah. Astral Chain drew me in a little bit. Um, I'll report a bit more about Tetris Battle Royale, and obviously the big boy, the Link's Awakening. Sure. Yeah. So uh, that's pretty much your rundown for February's Nintendo Direct. Um, if you would. Uh, if you'd like more, it looks like Game Informer has a pretty good look mm-hmm. at it. You can click on the links and, and, you know, go from place to place. So that's pretty good. Um, or you could just watch the whole thing over on YouTube on mm-hmm. Nintendo's channel. Yeah. All right. Now that we got that out of the way. <laughs> um, so, yeah, here we go. I'm here to talk shit and tell everybody to unionize. So Yeah, this is um, that part of the show. Yeah, so the the video game business world and just the regular business, I mean, this is from Business Insider, um, has seen some layoffs coming from for Activision Blizzard for a little while. Mm-hmm. It's been kind of talked about that, like, people knew that these layoffs were coming. Yeah, we talked about and, it last week. Yeah, and we just didn't know how bad they were going to be. Yeah. And it was like, you know, some estimates were as much as 10% of the company. I mean, yeah. that's crazy. That's big. Um, so on Tuesday, uh, so that was, that was, uh, the 12th. So on Tuesday and then kind of a little bit less on other days throughout the week, um, they sent out emails to people that were getting laid off and all in all, uh, there was 800 people laid off just on Tuesday. Mm -hmm. And then I think I've heard like another, like almost a hundred altogether throughout the rest of the company. Um, it's mostly like support positions. So, like, uh, HR got really hit. Uh, IT got hit. Um, yeah. It, and then it aside was, from uh, that, it was, like, um, eSports. eSports, um, right. That was a big hit. Um, what, what, what is that called? Like, uh, social media was hit pretty yep. good. Marketing. Yep. Um, yeah. So, quite a lot. Yeah. And quite it's, a lot. I mean, it's one of those things that it's, it's really brutal. Um, even like Clifford Blazinski's out here talking shit. Um, yeah. Like Cliff said, um, you know, this industry can be so <laughs> damned ruthless and Bobby Kodak keeps getting multi-dillion dollar bonuses. Did I say dillion? You said dillion. Multi-dillion Mahler bonuses is what I meant to say. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Dalti dillion Mahler Cronus. No, it's gone. Oh. So, um, you know, it's, and that's not false. Like the Activision executives get 
a couple million a year anyways. Yep. yep. And then they get multi-million dollar bonuses when they hit sales milestones and shit. And um, this is, I mean, it's really notable that they laid off a little less than 10%. So a thousand employees would have been 10%. They're about a 10,000 person company altogether. And, you know, this is considering that they own all of their studios. Um, they have, you know, marketing wings, publishing wings, IT wings, uh, social media wings. Like this is a massive company, right? <laughs> and they laid off a little less than, I think it was like eight or 9% total. And this is after they had a record revenue year. Now that's not record profit. Right? Right. Um, it's record revenue. So that, you know, revenue is your income before you take your bills out of it or whatever. So I understand, you know, I took economics in school. Like, I get it. <laughs> but oh, that wasn't cut? Uh, like, this shit is uh, not in high school. It was cut in high school. Oh, okay. I took it in college, too. But this so is after they, they, they had their best <laughs> year ever. Um... You know, it's it's. Yeah, I mean, it, it it's. I, I know exactly crazy. what you're trying to say. It's crazy to say, okay, we didn't have the best profit this year. We didn't make the like, we didn't make the most like. Yeah. Through like games sold or whatever. Yeah. But all in all, this is our record, our most profitable year ever. Right. And, you know, it's uh, even with their record numbers, uh, they fell short of their sort of investors' expectations for revenue. And they, they, uh, basically, like, this is something where you, what this comes down to is the shareholders and the market, quote unquote, said, oh, you were supposed to make more money than this? Immediately make me more money. I don't give a shit how you save money. Just save money right now. Isn't that fucked up? It's and so it's like, fucked. why? I just don't see why they, I, I like. I mean, we're this company is not losing money. Yeah, we're dealing with people who um, don't know when to say when. When to say when? I mean, and it's here's the thing: like, at a certain point, business just turns into business. It right. has nothing to do with video games anymore. It has nothing to do with entertainment. It doesn't have anything to do with art. It doesn't have anything to do with. Um, you know, recording uh, somebody smiling because they had a good time or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, all it is is about making people money. And sure. it just so happens that this company, they don't know how to make movies. They don't know how to make books. They don't know how to make CDs. They don't know how to make, um, you know, they don't know how to make steel plumbing. They don't know how to make PVC pipe. They don't know how to make valves. Like, uh, what they know how to make is video games. So they're going to make video games. Sure. But it's like... They don't give a shit what games it is. They just want more money. Yeah. You know? And this is this is the thing that's really happened to EA. Because when EA started out, EA was, hey, this is a new organization for publishing games. We're going to make publishing easy for developers. Um, we don't like the big publishers because they don't do business right. And they're not here about... They don't understand their developers and their artists. So we're a new group that's going to understand you because we are made up by people like you. Right. And that's great when you're a private company. But when you become a public company that's traded and has to answer to a board of directors and has to answer to investors on quarterly calls, you just become something different. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, it's just, I mean, 
Activision does not exist to make really cool video games and to spread joy and entertain their customers and try to do the next big thing. They exist to make money. Yeah. You know, and that's but, all that they're interested in. Like, like, like what I'm saying for like what I was saying before is <clears throat> these guys have money, you know, and they have a lot yeah. of money. They yeah. also have a lot of people that need employed. So that needs to be met. And when that's met, I feel, you know, you should be like, okay, good. You know, box A has been checked. Right. We're, we're making more and supporting these people that rely on us. Well, you see, yeah, okay. yeah. I, I agree with you 100% there. And then moving forward, what's the next box that needs to be checked? Right, like, because, you know, and this is this is where things start to break down and, and people, you know, you or me as a regular person, it's hard for us to understand how money works at this level and how decision making works at this high level sure. because we just don't deal with that amount of money. Yeah. So like, you know, this is true of government. This is true of business. This is true of a lot of things, you know, nonprofits. Mm-hmm. It's just hard to conceive of how you move that kind of money around. But for you or me... You know, I have, um, you know, the first things that are on my list. When I get a paycheck, I don't look and say, okay, what game can I buy this week? Can I support a new person on Patreon? Can I double down on my Kickstarter? Can I get a better Kickstarter award than I was going to? Um, Hey, should I buy a new couch? This one's kind of getting smelling weird. Yeah. Like, I don't look at that. I look at, okay, I need my car payment, insurance, mortgage, electricity, internet, cell phone i look at all my expenses first and i pay those and then i see hey what's extra how much of this should i save um you know it's winter here and it's been a really weird winter it's kind of warming up again i don't know if my fucking concrete is going to start splitting in my driveway like you know right so i start to do a little bit of future planning or whatever and then i move on to okay you know what i want this new 4k movie that just came out i'm going to buy that because i can afford it like At Activision, the question is, did we hit our profit goal for this month? I don't care what our total number of dollars is. I just want to know, did I hit the goal, yes or no? And the answer was no. It doesn't matter that they broke their own record, you know? They had the best fourth quarter in their company history. And they had the best year in their company history in 2018. And, that, and, and, then and, they, and then they look at that and they see that as a failure because all they give a shit about is, was my paycheck $1 billion? No, then I failed. Yeah. So I'm going to cut my bills. But it's one of those things, like, what are you going to do with a paycheck that high? You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like, the, the, there's me a as a regular person. do anything else with it. Like, oh, I'm going to buy I mean, another house. So like, here's what they should be learning is, wait a minute. Um, so they had a Call of Duty. I forget what it was. I forget if it was the newer Black Ops, Black Ops or if it War. was World War II or whatever. What was the one they released this year? Uh, I think it was Black Ops 4. Okay, so I think it must have been whatever game they released last year. Reverse the trend of Call of Duty games doing worse and worse every year. <laughs> and then this one did worse than that one. Right. So, like, I think what they need to learn is, hey, wait a minute. Maybe we don't have to spend... $500 million on a game. Right. Maybe right. instead of having two games that we have to get a billion sales on each, we could have 10 games and we only need 5 million sales on each. Yeah. You know? Maybe we need to take 
all these social media people, these IT people, um, you know, the, the support staff, maybe we need to put them in other meetings that they're not in right now. Sure. Like, maybe they have some ideas that we can use. I think Maybe we need turn, to split up some of these companies. They could turn around some of their, um, like, problems as a company by, mm-hmm. like, putting like putting something back into these people instead of just giving them here's your paycheck go on and then that person goes and gets this huge fucking bonus that's crazy maybe do something cool for the people who are making it possible for you to make this much fucking money and yeah and and uh and and, and turn that culture around to say they go you know what the company didn't have to do this for me but they did and this is awesome right and you know we see that there's a lot of companies that some of the biggest companies in the industry that get by on goodwill. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you look at Anthem, the 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 demo was really successful. It was too successful, honestly. It hurt the uh-huh. it hurt the servers because it was so successful. But obviously, it did better than they were thinking because yeah. they have fucking goodwill. Like Bioware's been through the ringer, but they still have goodwill from their fans. They have. You know, these, uh, like, Bioware fans are vocal. They'll go out and talk about their favorite person that they wanted to fucking Mass Effect 2 for, like, a hundred years, you know? Uh, Shannon's playing through Dragon Age Origins right now, and she's going and looking at different blogs and stuff, like, on Tumblr and, like, different, you know, shit like that, Reddit, where there's people that posted yesterday about, okay, here's why Alistair is the number one boyfriend in Dragon Age Origins. And, like, this, these people are still going on about a ten-year-old game. Yeah. And, like... That doesn't happen. Uh, not not every company can do that. Yeah, you know. And, that, and so like, I think that's a problem with what Activision makes. I'm not saying what Blizzard makes, but mm-hmm. what Activision makes are these games that are fun for now, and then they're forgot because the next thing comes out. Yeah, they're, um, it's integral to Activision to do the next big thing, and unfortunately, uh, you know, Bobby Kotick ten years ago or whatever said Call of Duty is the next big thing. We're going to make a new Call of Duty forever. Yeah. And, like, that's his decision that gets yeah. him multi-millions of dollars. I could have fucking made that decision for free. Yeah. It's it's uh, it's really weird. Um, I, I don't see and I don't get why, like, I understand that a CEO of a company of this size is doing a lot of things that I, I just have no concept of because I just don't do, I don't operate at that level, right? All right, yeah. I get that, but what is he doing specifically that that makes sense to get that amount of money. I yeah, don't know. like how is he doing more work than the person who's doing design, I mean, the actual design of the game? Or the, the guy that has to program to make the game stop crashing when it is constantly, the servers are constantly crashing. Yeah, even... That the, guy does a lot of fucking work. Even QA, the guys who generally mm-hmm. just get the shit kicked out of them because, yeah. you know, they're QA. That's what they do to QA. Mm-hmm. Which is a little unfortunate. Um... But you kind of know it. You kind of expect it going into the job. Yeah. So, um, it, so like, I don't know how I mean, he's doing more than that. I, yeah. I, but I, like you said, I don't think we can conceive of what he does. Yeah, that's true. And, like, you know, that's, again, that's something that uh, Clifford Blazinskiewicz does say in his tweet where he's like, I understand that it's tough at the top. Like, he's not just, like, bashing this dude because, oh, right, the, you know, right. bosses don't do anything. They just sit on their fat ass all day. Which, if you look at Bobby Kotick, 
he looks like somebody that sits on his fat ass all day. But still, he's got a phone in his hand and he's making deals while yeah. he's sitting on that ass. You know what I mean? Like, ultimately, I get it. His job is to talk to people. And or I mean, it's to make it, it's to make decisions too. We, like, yeah, we, wheel and deal and make the thing the decisions that most other people don't see. Right, and I I get that. I understand that he's definitely doing something, and Activision has done really well under him. In fact, they just had their record year. Right, right. right. But like, why does he get a two point two million dollar salary plus five, ten, twenty million in bonuses every couple of years? And then he fires 10% of their staff. Yeah. 800 people. I don't like that. I couldn't even imagine. I can't even imagine the amount of money that they just saved by firing 800 people. Yeah, I mean, each... Okay, so we're looking at... These are not highly specialized roles. And no. it's It's skilled roles, and it's... You know, I'm, I'm not, like, shitting on anybody's job here. But I'm saying it's not like they fired all of the lead gameplay designers or the lead programmers on all these teams, right? They didn't fire the all of their environment artists. But they're on firing. Average, what would I mean, you say that they made? I don't know. They probably mostly live in LA and Seattle, so they minimum just to live there. You have to make sixty a year, and that's a that's a shit job. It would be tough to live in one of I'm, these cities on sixty thousand a year. I'm thinking like I know QA. QA is usually between thirty two and like forty two. Yeah. To give so yeah. Ultimately, I'm thinking the average, the Maybe average 50. price. I, like I was thinking lower, I was thinking closer to forty because I don't like, know if you can live in L.A. and Seattle and San yeah, Francisco on forty. I don't think you can, but that's yeah. why you. Have well, to I, yeah, I people. guess if these are people with like roommates yeah. and shit, and like three of them, like one person's a QA guy, one person's a, a works in customer service, and one girl's working on like social media or something, and they all share a house. I can yeah. see that. Yeah, exactly, and that, that's what yeah. I'm saying. You have to like, you kind of have to do that, especially. Like LA. I'm doing quotes right now, but yeah. like QA is entry level. <laughs> yeah, yeah, entry level. But yeah, the industry considers that to be the entry level. Yeah. So you know they get paid hourly. Exactly. And they they usually don't get overtime, but they have to meet the quota. Right. So, so you know, make of that what you will, I guess. Take that. Uh, take that. Like four hundred thousand times exactly. that by the eight hundred people, and you're yeah. looking at. Thirty-two million. Yeah, overnight. Overnight. It's just they can't and, thirty-two and, million, and that's and I mean your salary is not including your health. It's not including uh, vacation days and shit. Like that's all extra money that the company invests in you. So right. Right. That's even more than what it looks like. Like maybe even like mm. some higher learning or you right. know training like for job place. Yeah, training for yeah. job placement and stuff like that. It's like. Right there's the money that they were looking for to make up that difference for not hitting their goal or whatever. Yep. So. And I mean, they are, you know, this is not the company saying, hey, we're downsizing because they're not. No. They're they're going to go and hire more. Uh, they're going to, basically what they're doing is they're contracting several different, like instead of having five marketing departments, they're going to have one huge marketing department. That's instead of having four fall. social <laughs> media teams, they're going to have two social media teams. Yeah. Like. Um, instead of, you know, instead of five IT groups, they're going to have one or two IT groups or whatever. So right. what they're doing is they're going to try to redirect and hire more people working on the game end to make content quicker, which means that it doesn't mean they're going to make more games. It means that Call of Duty is going to have a couple extra guns or whatever right, right, right. over the course of two years. So, so like, I don't even know if that's even a good investment. 
Exactly. Like these are not they're not saying we're going to increase our our programming staff to make a bigger total number of games that have fewer bugs or whatever. Like they said we're going to make we're going to make content teams. And that's not necessarily a good trend that's going on. So <laughs> I don't know. I do want to point out uh, Cindy Tang from Amazon. She says, climbing on my hermit hole to say Amazon's hiring, including my own social media team, if you want to get into entertainment, and has a link. Uh, but her, uh, her her Twitter at is Girl Parts. Hell yeah. I love going at Girl Parts. You Real know good. Voice. I, I, yeah. I, I think I might. That's really good because she's like a hiring <laughs> team. And they're like, like parts. I get it. It's like parts for women. Sure. Girl parts. It's funny. Hell yeah. Yeah. That bitch yeah, got that tang, you know what I'm saying? She knows what's that. <laughs> um, Girl parts yeah. got that Cindy tang. Let's, uh, let, let's I, I guess, wrap up here. Moving what's, right along. What's, yeah. the, what's the payoff? Uh, nothing. Activision's going to make more money. I mean, ultimately, I mean, we're, you, okay. So, they're going to make more money. But, like, what's what's the result? of them doing this. Are well, they, do you, I mean, do you think ultimately it's going to benefit the company or do you think losing these people is going to make the company a little more like vulnerable? No, I think, well, I, yeah, Call I of Duty's think, huge. I think what you're saying, um, uh, you're not getting at it the way I'm about to, but I think that you're right. Like ultimately what this is going to do short term, it's going to do what they want. Right, sure. they're gonna save they're gonna money. They're gonna re- that money. They're gonna redirect that money from paying people and giving them health insurance and letting them live in a house, and they're gonna move that money into hiring these new programmers. Those programmers are gonna come in fresh and hot, and you know, bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, and they're gonna make a bunch of content for the upcoming stuff. They're gonna make more DLCs than expected. They're gonna make more new maps than we were expecting. In the short term, it's gonna work out, I think, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because these kind of decisions always do. Um, and they didn't go fire fucking Hideo Kojima and like start a shitstorm that their fans murder them on, right? Yeah. Like they were they were getting rid of you know low level like regular people that are just going to work, right? right it's just right, right. it's just a it might be their dream job, but it's just a job. Yep. You know, uh, they're not getting rid of their CFO and getting a new guy that's in charge of their financials. They're not firing their head of marketing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they're going after little guys in this. So yeah, I think nothing that should impact. The way that you, right. the way the game looks, right. uh, it could impact the way the game plays by QA. Um, maybe. Yeah, QA, and if, um, it'll impact maybe my desire to want the game because they might have lost a marketing person that would have told me the thing I wanted to hear as like a weird niche gamer, right? Right, right, right. Um, so that kind of thing. Maybe their social media guy that I used to chat with is gone, and now the new guy's an asshole or whatever. Mm-hmm. But you know, uh, in awesome. the short term, it's going to work. But I think in the long term, the sheer number of people of a company that just had a record year, we've already seen, again, a ton of calls for unionization. Um, this event has been big enough that it caused the biggest, uh, it's like a group that helps create new unions. Mm-hmm. And it's not the union itself, but it's a like a so, sort of like an outreach arm, I guess, of a union. It was like a, AF, AFI-CIF or something. Um, I don't know what it stands for, but this is a huge... <clears throat> unionization wing that's like feared in the auto industry around the world um they said because of this they said it's time for video game developers to unionize okay so (laughs) okay so we we've said um 
you know, we uh, well, we've covered a lot. <coughs> Excuse me. But ultimately, um, we've said this will pay off for them in the short term, right? Yeah. They're going to get that money. They're going to immediately... I think long term, they've buck-fucked themselves into oblivion. <laughs> what if they secretly wanted unionization? Uh, and well, this was there their might pull. be some I mean, it people. Seems, it seems weird, do. doesn't it? That we've been talking the, about the union. timing. Yeah, the timing of this is very suspicious. The fact that it was a record year is suspicious. Now, there's no way that the investors would allow a company to make a move explicitly to bring it, like rein in a union. Right. That's not going to happen. Right, like, right, right. If it, I don't think that this is the team to do it either. Like, if this was a company. Um, so, you know, the guys that made um, uh, Dead Cells, they don't, they're not unionized, but they're a co-op. So they're, sent, they're a step beyond a union. Be, right? Yeah. Yep. Like, you can't fire anyone because they're a fucking co-owner of the company. Right. Um, you know, it's... So there's that. Um, the guys that made... Um, uh, what was the uh, little quirky game with the animal characters? Uh, fuck. God damn it. That's every game. That doesn't describe anything. Yeah, that does. I was like, um, Star Fox? It's like about going home to your small town that's kind of in the Rust Belt and everything's different and your like high school experience is ruined and you hate everyone in town now. Um, Shit, I don't know. Damn. People know what I'm talking about. They're screaming it right now. Grim has no clue what I'm talking about because he yeah. doesn't know about anything popular. So, um, anyways, there's a... a you know, relatively high-profile indie, even though it's a really small team, they're converting into a co-op. Uh, okay. So nice. that's that's sort of in that idea. Um, the Game Workers Unite uh, union push has been, like, marketing the shit out of this and, you know, very intelligently. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, uh, you know, one of those, like, disclaimer, like, I do back that on Kickstarter, so I guess, I don't know, I'm biased on that, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like... Yeah, you know, I, it's I, there's no way that Bobby Kotick wants a union because he is going to get fucked. Like well, his salary is going to get cut when there's a union, and his ability to guide the company is going to get cut when there's a union. So he wouldn't want that. Right. The the route that I'm going is like, what if there was a few people in there like planting the seed? Like, hey, it would be good if you know we did this or n- not even this. Like they don't even say anything about it. Like we Just need anything. the money. We need yeah. the money. So. Let's cut these jobs. All these. I have the list right here. We cut these jobs. And with that, it pushed into motion the fact mm-hmm. that we've been talking about unions. And we've been, you know, it, it's been hammered in. And then this happens. Yeah, like the biggest, like, catalyzing what? event. This is Henry Ford shutting down a plant because it's not profitable, right? Exactly. So what like, if the people that were thinking that and that were originally like, these are the jobs that we need to go. Maybe they had, like, like conspiracy motives. You know, like, cons- like I'm going conspiracy theory here. They went, that's possible. Sh- th- like, they had motives to do that, and they did it right under the nose. I mean, I wonder if, to like, make a union somebody, somebody who is, like, union-friendly or whatever is in a meeting and they said uh like sarcastically hey why not just fire 800 people like (laughs) just to be a dick and then bobby kodak was like hold on (laughs) exactly like there's that's entirely possible um yeah i don't know like this kind of stuff it has to happen from the bottom and in the video game industry the bottom is essentially everybody that's not uh above a regular producer level so like 
you know, this these are the right people to get on your side because obviously the person that has to work on social media that only works part time and is only allowed to do these these certain tweets or whatever, like they are not going to give a shit if the programmer uh, doesn't have to do unpaid overtime, right? The right. Uh, IT team doesn't really give a shit if uh, artists are overworked and they don't own their work that they create. But yeah, yeah. this, it, like Activision and Blizzard, this this firing was so targeted at these like supplementary jobs that those people might now be on board because really the idea of the unionization was kind of like an actors guild idea that's like hey the programmers the artists the qa people and the producers are overworked they're being forced to do overtime and it's unsafe and mentally it's unsafe physically it's unsafe because they're not getting their sleep and uh without them this thing literally doesn't exist but that is kind of exclusionary. And I know that, like, uh, so I, I mentioned Game Workers Unite. They're not after, you know, they don't say, like, oh, like, I don't give a shit about the janitor. I want the programmer to get more money. Like, that's not something that they represent. They're, they want to include everybody or whatever. But as a tester, you don't necessarily like the programmers and the artists and those guys because you probably see them being treated better than you. Yeah. You know? Like, you're like, oh, well, they're complaining about doing 80-hour weeks. I have to test this game. I play the exact same game through to completion over and over again for five months, and they can't fix this one fucking bug that I send them every week. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, you know, I work overtime too, and I don't get paid or any benefit at all. They don't even give me food to eat. You know what I mean? Like, so this could be an event that really catalyzes and lets these support roles know, hey, wait a minute, we're part of this. Like, the actors might have a really strong union, in Hollywood, right. but so do the gaffers. So does the best boy. So do the fucking, uh, the rigging people. So do the pyrotechnics people. Because they saw the actors and said, you know what? I want that too. Yeah. So like, this could be the moment that the idea breaks from kind of a weird, like mostly leftist, you know, left-leaning people that kind of are thinking about this. And it breaks into the wider game industry of all these support staff Plus the main talent, plus the producers, plus the people that make all the shit possible. You know? Right. So it's 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 really bad for like eight hundred and fifty people that are losing their jobs and that sucks. And these are not jobs that you have, you know, a couple hundred thousand dollars in savings because how well they pay you. Yeah. How like these guys are probably hanging on by a thread. So it really sucks for them and I don't want to say that those are like uh expected casualties in the war here but this could be a really good moment to get catalyzed and those 800 people can say actually you know what fuck you we're gonna sue your ass and here's a class action like the people did to telltale you know yeah so i mean this is the same thing they did not have the early warning for the layoffs i mean most a couple people were given to the end of the week most of the people were given to the end of the day and they didn't have a day's warning you know so um, yeah, I, I mean, I think we're going to see some some shit come out of this, but I think ultimately it's going to work out for Activision because if it wasn't going to make them money, they wouldn't have done it because that's the only thing they give a shit about. They don't care about the the look in the public; they just want the money. Right, right. So, so you know, I, I guess um, I guess ultimately we'll see. I mean, all we can really do here is speculate and laugh at yeah. Cindy Tang's really good Twitter handle. Amazing! I'm so glad um, she was in this article. Yeah. So she got a new follower. Good job. 
Maybe two or three. If, if every single one of our listeners follows her, she'll go from 100 <laughs> to 105. Yes. <laughs> Plus us, too. Payoff. <laughs> All right, let's push on. Let's get <clears throat> this. Uh... Okay, so more positive note. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. I guess if you didn't like uh, Star Wars Episode Eight, you're an asshole and I hate you. But <laughs> um, Star Wars Episode Nine, J.J. Abrams is back on board. Oh, and he has said shit. that uh, the... So, um... Principal photography for episode nine, so the main filming before they have to go do reshoots or anything is done. Yep. Um, and, you know, there's some sad, like, people having to say goodbye. Um, you know, like, these are actors that are, you know, this was all two of their th- big break in the third one. Yeah, sure, why not? It's good for my career. Um, you know, it's like... You make you these huge friendships and you work so closely together for three years or four years or whatever it is. And then it's like, all right, it's done. So unless these guys need to come back for reshoots or additional voice work or, you know, of course, their marketing, like the, the touring and the, the news circuit or whatever. Mm-hmm. Other than that, these guys are probably not going to be seeing each other again. Yeah. So that's why we get this nice emotional hug. I mean, look at fucking... Uh, Poe, I forget what the actor's name is. Even he's the most famous one. So how do I, th- I forget him? I think his name's Poe in real life. I'm not sure. He, I know I'm he's Poe as hell. I'm, I'm not sure Poe. He's out here doing these shit movies. He he'd be looking Poe. I'll tell you that. <laughs> so like, I mean, Doesn't you see him. He's he's got a lot of emotion. Cool. For some reason, uh, John Boyega does not look super fucked up. But maybe he sees like the, he looks like he just saw the donut, like the catering table get refilled. Maybe he's like, oh damn. They the straws and the I'm about jelly to blow donuts. that shit up. I'm about to blow those jelly donuts up in here in a minute. Yeah, it's gonna be brutal. But yeah, it's you know you get some nice like heartwarming shit about the, like this when you see the end of it. Sure. Um, and that means that uh, we're probably gonna be getting a trailer here pretty quick to get ready for the release of the final movie, of the trilogy, in uh, what October, November, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool. Indeed. Cool. All right, and back to gaming. Ubisoft has to release at least three AAA titles before March 2020. Um, mm-hmm. I know this was your thing, but yeah, I mean they don't ever. specifically call out anything in particular. They just said to their investors, which again, I fuck all investors. I hope you die. Um, God damn, go watch episode eight and cry like a bitch, like all these other fucking people I hate. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone I don't like is uh, wears a MAGA hat. The Jesus. Austin Jones story. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, they, I mean, they basically said between April uh, 19 and March of 2020, the uh, the next, you know, the 2020 uh, financial year, or uh, the 2019 financial year, excuse me. Right. Um, they're going to have either three or four AAA games. So, the things that are in talks that could be on the bill mm. could be, um, like, Watchdogs, yeah. that's something that's been hanging out. Splinter Cell's been talked about for right. the better part of like. Well, yeah, remember four they years, uh, five years. It was like teased that there would be a Splinter Cell, and then we just didn't hear about it. Well, they did something for. Um, yeah, he was in um, Ghost Recon Wildlands. Wildlands, yeah, yeah. Um, but they also have Far Cry. Just came out with the game uh, Assassin's uh-huh. Creed Odyssey's out there that I think they're holding off on that. Yep. Um, uh, Division is 2 is okay. already coming out, so that's not one of those. That's three not or four. one of the. Yeah. Right. Uh, but then you still have things like Beyond Good and Evil 2. 
mm-hmm. and you know, there, there's a there's a healthy amount of other stuff, even like weird stuff that you're just not. Yeah, a lot of sure. people are thinking uh, there's going to be a Mario and Rabbids Kingdom Battle 2 or whatever. Okay. Whatever the title for that was. There might be a sequel to that. And it would be about the right amount of time. Uh, people are thinking maybe a uh, a new Rayman side-scroller because that one did really well and was free on everything. Yeah. And uh, also people are hoping for a rebooted Prince of Persia. Okay. Uh, Skull and Bones probably is one of the four. It depends on what their budget is on that. It depends on if they'd consider that a, a triple A or not. Yes. Right. But yeah, just some stuff to look forward to. Um, I mean, for me, it would be probably uh, Watch Dogs, or, depending on how they tackled Splinter Cell, because that shit was mm-hmm. really good. Mm-hmm. Um, Beyond Good and Evil 2 already looks good, so I don't even need to really go into that. That, that one speaks for itself. Yep. So some pretty good stuff there. All right, and the last one. Uh, Somebody said Just Dance 2020 is the only game I need. <laughs> the last article that we have, um, these guys actually uh, uh, liked our liked our tweet. Yeah, I saw that. That was pretty cool. cool. If they get tagged, they give you a like, no questions asked. Yeah. That's funny. But yeah, um, THQ Nordic, which is uh, through their subsidiary, um, Coke Media, Coach? Cock. It depends on how German it is. It's pronounced cock. I hope it's pronounced cock. Uh, Cock Media. Yeah. You know, their parent THQ Nordic is acquiring uh, Warhorse, which is the guys that released um, Kingdom Come Deliverance. So that's great, I think, for them. Because these guys really let their their peeps kind of do... Whatever they want, if you yeah, say. like they're, we're here for marketing and shit. And if your game looks like it's not going to be great, like Dark Siders Three, we don't even do the marketing. <laughs> yeah, like so, they're so unintrusive. It's more um, like these guys are like, here's money if you're yeah. if you're actually pretty decent at what you do. Yeah, um, like and then hey, if, we'll pay your monthly bills, and then eventually, <laughs> if you don't make games for a while, we'll close. <laughs> so this like, could be really good for Warhorse to continue making yeah. things that they really want to make without the worry of let's do a Kickstarter and you know take right. a little and hit like, on what we're going to charge people for the game out of the gate. Right. It was kind of a weird um, like the way that Kingdom Come came together was unusual because. They went to Kickstarter, but they went to Kickstarter because another publisher told them, hey, if you can prove that X number of people are interested and they're willing to buy this, then we'll fund you. Yeah. So they did that, and then their Kickstarter was, like, really successful. And then they ended up not even going with that publisher. So they said, okay, we're going to take that Kickstarter money and just work independently. And then as they got through it, they were like, you know what, actually, we're going to bring in Deep Silver because we're going to go from making... You know, this is not a AAA game, but it's really damn close. Yeah. Um, it's like... It's just a step below, it's, like, the Elder Scrolls, like, Morrowind it's of an, that era. It's an A and a half game. It's like double A point yeah. oh one. Yeah. It's, it's weird. It's kind of in a... I don't know, kind of a unique position, like you said. And I think THQ was like, you know what? The studio proved they know what's up. We're going to go ahead and just double down on them. It's still one of those games I think about quite often because I didn't get to jump in and play it. Yeah. So, you know, it's still one of those games that I, like, I say that sitting here looking over at Persona 5. You know what I'm Mm. saying? There's just not enough enough time in the day. Right. Yeah, yeah. And this is a huge game, too. And it's, it's certainly, like, 
a lot more simmy. Um, it is. Mm-hmm. It's not like uh, I don't know. It's like Witcher started going towards sim a little bit, where like you have to brew potions yourself, and then you like drink them before the fight, and they only last a certain amount of time, and you know X Y Z. Right. But this is a game where you had to maintain your cleanliness. Like if you were dirty, people didn't like to interact with you because you were just a dirty, poor idiot. Um, you had to like eat. You have to keep yourself warm. Or you have to cool off if it's getting too hot. Uh, you know, if you, like, steal apples from the old lady's house when nobody's looking and she notices her apples are missing and then you come by again and apples are missing, she'll call the fucking cops and they'll beat your ass. It's a, uh, it's really, really semi. And it's got the unique, well, I guess not unique anymore, but very close to unique combat where yeah. you're selecting, like, are you going high? Or are you going low? Are you going middle? Are you swinging hard? Are you swinging light? Is it a heavy attack? Is it a soft attack? Um, you know, the the realistic blocking. Enemies can only take like three or four hits and they die because you're fucking stabbing them with a giant piece of metal. So that's pretty realistic. Um, but yeah, it's really cool. And like uh, a very like hyper-realistic um, version of the game world where they went out to the real location and basically mapped it. Right, right. Well, it was um, kind of in their backyard, kind of. Yeah, they were they're in uh they're outside Prague and they went about two or three hours away out in the country to get this area. So right, right. Yeah, it's really cool. Um, they're going to be yeah. supported to be able to continue on now. They're never going to have to you know beg for money again, basically, until they get shut down when the publisher decides they don't like them or whatever. But you know, THQ Nordic has not been shown to really do that yet. Um, I've heard that Coke Media has gotten a lot better to work for since. THQ Nordic took over because they used to kind of be like kind of they were just really strict which is kind of shitty in a artistic world I guess but I you know sometimes it takes that to get somebody off their ass to go do it because they'll just sit and work on something forever until it's perfect and they'll just never come out so I get it um but yeah Coke used to be kind of hard to work with and now that apparently they're a lot better for sure so it's a good good company to get got by Especially when Activision's out here fucking executing people. For sure. Yeah, no fucking doubt. Yeah. Um, I do have one more quick article that I just found that kind of made me giggle. Uh, yeah. This VR game saw a huge increase in player sales as players have confused their game with Apex oh. Legends. That's funny. Um, so we have Apex Construct, which is a VR game for the Vive, it looks like. Um Released back in March 2018, it sold more copies last week in China than it sold in all of 2018, with a 4,000% increase. Uh, I decided to take a peek-see, see what this game was all about. Um, it actually it, looks cool. Mixed reviews. Um, has good okay. art style. Has kind of a similar art style yeah. to uh, Apex. Um, it's 30 bucks. So Damn. I do find it funny that people go over here and they're like, oh man, I need to get this game. Uh, wait, I thought it was free. Yeah, oh shit! Says, thirty bucks. Maybe it's like an bucks. intro pack. Sure. Maybe yeah, it's early I'll get access the or something. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and then they drop it, and they're like, "We're idiots." And they said, like the logos are a little similar. I see how mm. they, you know, could get them confused here. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's a yeah. massive misunderstanding going on, and that's clearly something. Um, I feel like Steam doesn't want to happen. Uh, like you wouldn't want you that would to think. happen, right? I mean, I would assume that all these people are going to be refunding that game. Right. And I wouldn't want to have to deal with that on my servers, right? Exactly. So I, I did. I found it funny. The game does look good. I mean, it has like mixed reviews. 
mm. pretty much across the board. Um, but some of the top ones are, you know, positive. The first poor one I saw says, you know, starts off looking promising, but then poor level design, tedious, confusing objects and puzzles. Mm. Um, but I don't know. If you did pick this up, how, maybe give it a chance. Don't play it enough to where you can't get a refund, but, you know, you're mm-hmm. not a doctor, but take a look. That's all yeah, sure. It's probably cool. And plus, they I, if I was them, I'd be like, oh shit, do I have to, like, try to go sue EA for, like, copying my game? <laughs> <laughs> Obviously and not. that is a good look on what we'll be talking about next week. Got him. Uh, what, do I have to sue EA? Yeah. <laughs> Yo, I've been playing Anthem for four hours and this is bullshit. This game sucks dicks. Yeah. I feel I've like I haven't seen another player. Um, <laughs> and I've punched through my, a hole through my TV. Damn, not again. VR. Good stuff. But alright, that's pretty much all we have laid out this week, guys. Uh, thanks for hanging out. If you get the chance, head over to facebook.com backslash Mammoth Games Inc. Check out all the top news and video game stuff over there. Follow us on Twitter at Mammoth Games Inc. So you know when we go live. But until then, have a good one, guys, and we'll see you next time.